Welcome to John Wayne Lie to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the guy with the hats and the brains of possibly the hat that he's wearing. John Wayne, that's right. Here I am. I am in Wayne Manor at this moment, currently in the West Wing in the Studio of Evil, back again, fresh from the road, fresh from, uh, you know, put up wet, definitely rode hard, uh, but uh, I'm back. I'm I'm back from Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland. First time I was ever there. Uh, I do want to apologize. First thing up top for this being a couple days late, guys, it was a travel week. Uh, like, you know, they're having sports. Like, it's a travel week, so, you know, days get thrown off. Um, actually, not sports. The travel week and travel days actually apply more to band touring life, as far as I know. Like, I play fucking sports. Um, but, yeah, you have a travel day. Things get get out of whack and uh so i'm here and i I thank you guys for joining me uh once again if you are new to the podcast thank you for joining me thanks for checking it out uh i appreciate it so so much i know i've met a bunch of people over the last few weeks so if i just met you recently and uh you're checking it out man you rule thank you so much and everybody listening rules so hard um i appreciate all of it you guys are my heart Anyway, so I'm home right now. It's a couple. This this is a, a day late, dollar short. Actually, what day is it? It's Tuesday. Okay, so yeah, it's one day late. Anyway, um, shouts out to all my Patreon homies. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, as I said earlier, my in, in the last few episodes, all this traveling has has been a lot. And my Patreon people, you guys keep me alive out there in the biggest, baddest way. Put tires on my car, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I appreciate the support so, so, so much. Um, if it, if anybody wants to check it out, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And you can go over there and check out the tiers and uh, sign up for one of those bad boys. Throw a little extra change in Uncle Johnny's pocket every uh, month. And and I sure do, surely do appreciate it. And every single tier that you sign up for including the one dollar a month beer club that's right a dollar a month you get access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast which comes out on my patreon every wednesday and it is the podcast in which i speak with artists that i've met from around the world and around the country everywhere i go um a lot of them are in the hotel rooms and a lot of fun um or they're you know over skype if i have to go to the next place or whatever but there i talk to so many cool, cool people, not just other writers and authors like myself, but, you know, actors, models, musicians, singers. Uh, I mean, all kinds of people have been on this show and they've all been rad as hell. And I really love doing the show, too. So um, you can check that out by any by donating, not donating, by joining any peer out. I'll, I'll take all donations. Hell yeah. But if any peer, any peer, Jesus Christ, I'm losing it. Any tier that you join will get you access to the awesome do for life boner bonus podcast, which comes out every Wednesday this week. It actually came out a little late cause I was having technical issues on the road. So it is up there now and it features uh, my man, Mr. Andy Smith of the Andy Smith horror show. Check that out uh, now, but we will also be talking a little bit about the awesome dude for life podcast a little bit later on, but right now let's just, uh, let's move it on over, move it on over. Yeah. I've got, uh, quite a large, nice heaping bowl of some grandpappy's medicine in the green lantern, which is my big badass bong. If you, uh, if you know, some of you know, some of you don't I talked about her before. She's a great, uh, I mean, awesome bong, just green, heavy as fuck, super thick glass, treating me good. Mm. That's what I needed after a long drive and a long weekend. I'm also drinking myself a little brew, brewski, a brew dog, as uh, the Doughboys would say, uh, Weiger. But uh, yeah, I got my brew dog and uh, my weed, and I'm feeling fine and dandy, like sour candy. And um, so... As you know, I just came back, or, or don't know, but I just got back from uh, Monster Mania in Baltimore, Maryland. And wow, it was uh, amazing. <clears throat> it was a fantastic convention. As you know, uh, as most of you know that are listeners to the show, after the conventions, I do uh, a whole recap of everything that went down in the story portion of the show. And that is what we will do this time, without exception. Um, so... You know, other than that, like I, I will talk about kind of everything that's been going on. But before I left uh, last week, I um, what did I finish up? I, I know I did a bunch of drawing. 
Um, oh, I finished up this cool short story that I was working on that I actually got uh, the idea from uh, my man Blake. Shouts out, Blake, to you. Thank you for that idea. I'm going to send you that story. It's done now. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that. But um, it was getting ready. I, mean, I left on Tuesday of last week, so like Tuesday morning or afternoon. Um, so I wasn't really home for very long uh to be honest. So, TBH. So I didn't really do too much. Like everything kind of revolves around uh, me being on the road these last this last week. So, uh, we'll talk about that a little later on in the show here. So, but I think what we will do now, um, take a little brew dog break here. Mm-hmm. We will move into our three card tarot reading of the week. That's right. Every week. I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before the show, and I just put down the things, write down what I'm thinking about, what's on my mind, and um, try to get a good view of that through the perspective of the cards. And this week I have uh, uh, done just that as well. And I'm I'm trying to pay pretty close attention just to um, making sure that I'm staying balanced and my intuition is is flowing. I'm, I'm, man, I'm definitely going hard right now. Um, which is no diff, but which is how I do it. But um, I just uh, there's a lot of things I want to make sure I don't lose sight of or get all weird. And it's a it could be a slippery slope out there, folks. Um, you know, and so I, you know, of course, I have balance. Um, you know, in all aspects of my life, uh, not just uh, with like my career, but relationships, my health, mental health, all of that stuff there. Need, I need to make sure I'm maintaining that strong balance there because, um, it, uh, nothing will make you break down faster. Uh, and I do mean in all ways. So, uh, balance and then, um, organization right now it's, it's, uh, like back to back to back weeks. I'm trying to keep my inventory in. I'm trying to stay organized and I don't want to, uh, fall off there, but also I have planning down because I'm already planning things for next year, guys. I signed up. For, I there's already 2022 dates on the on the on the shows page uh, for the at johnwayneisdead.com. I mean, I I already am laying it down for next year and making my schedule. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, I'll be returning to a lot of places. Some places I will not be returning to, but these are all going to be long. You know, strong strong dong cons that I'm going to be going to. Um, so there's already, that's already going. So I'm already in the planning phases for 2022 and that's big for me because I'm really, I, you know, me, I'm, I'm not super, don't have strong business acumen. Uh, I like to fly by the seat of my pants, but you know, there's some things you just have to, to buckle down and do. So let's get into it here. So speaking of intuition and, uh, trusting it and getting in the flow of it, the first card that we get today is the, uh, high priestess in the upright position. So, um, I, we've talked about this card a lot. If you've listened for a little while, this is one of my favorite cards as well. When the important thing, the thing about the high priestess to, to really, uh, realize when, when she pops up is that it's time to start listening to our, our gut, trusting our intuition, if you will. Um, because, you know, this is, like I said, all these things exist like in these these flashes of time, you know, they're, we're not like this forever, whatever this advice is or whatever this card means. But right now we need to tune into our intuition. Sometimes we get away from it. Um, like I said, you, you know, a slippery slope earlier, things can pull you in all directions and you get distracted. So this, so when this comes up, it's like kind of saying like, all right, let's try to eliminate some distractions. We need to pay attention to our, our, our intuition, pay attention to our subconscious. And when she appears, it's like she's helping us to kind of uh, not only realize that, but also like the veil, if you will, between um, our, our awareness of conscious and subconscious is, is thin. So we're able to kind of, she's kind of like giving us a little boost to get our intuition back on track, if that uh, makes sense. And, and she's giving us a little push. She's like making it easier for us to do because we need to get back to it. We're going to need to use this intuition here in the future, uh, in the immediate future or whatever uh, soon to make some kind of decision. And this is where we, we need to access, you know, the the part of our brain that sometimes, you know, just we have the answer to that question already. We already know what we're supposed to do, but we're just challenging ourselves for whatever reason or, or denying our, ourselves. And we need to connect with that 
and know that we that is the right uh, thing. So so also with that going on, just with this kind of enhanced or uh, awareness that we're now kind of given or a kind of shot in the arm to our subconscious awareness and um we need to take time to kind of you know meditate a little bit more or or just not even you don't even have to meditate on anything except just trusting this intuition letting it flow again helping it to flow we've blocked it up um you know in and the most important thing with this i think to take away from this card is you know our intuition is trying to tell us something right now. All right. It's trying, we're trying to, we're trying, we have shit going on that we need to pay attention. It's not like it's telling us to like, Oh, go buy a scratch off today. No, it's saying like, Hey, d- Hey, you, this shit, like I'm telling you how to fix it. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Um, but you need to listen to me listen to yourself, uh, to, to do this. This is not, uh, the, you know, the more that you put it, it's not going to get any better, uh, putting it off. So it's like kind of really tugging at us to, to listen, um, to ourselves and to connect with that, uh, with our gut feeling, with our intuition and continue the flow. Like these things can get damned up sometimes, uh, like a, like a beaver's dam, but, uh, you know, we, we need to, we need to flow and we need to flow always. And like, this is just something that needs maintenance every once in a while. You know, you can't just set it and forget it with your uh intuition you know you gotta gotta work on these things um so next card we get is judgment judgment upright of judgment so um very cool very good card to get right after the high priestess because with the judgment card where this comes up and this is like telling us that we need to embrace a higher level of our consciousness we need to uh, you know, kind of, we need to tune into a higher level of our consciousness, like kind of like our intuition and trusting it. And, uh, you know, that uh, breaking into our subconscious and, and pulling out the answers that we know are there. That's kind of like what we just, you know, it goes right hand in hand uh, with that. But however, more so with the judgment card, yes, we are, we do need to tune into that consciousness. Yes, we do need to tune into that intuition because this is also saying like, you know, we need to make a decision. There's, there's a not, and not just like, uh, do we want fries with that or, you know, mayonnaise? Damn it. Um, this is a life changing decision, a big decision. There's something that's, that's a decision that has to be made, uh, or is coming that we need to make. Uh, we may already know we need to make it, but whatever the, the case is, it, it's going to be a, a, a significant decision that's going to have you know, long, uh, you know, it's going to be a long lasting effect. This is a change of a lot of things. Uh, this is a nothing to take lightly. It's, it's a big deal. And this is, that's why we need to make sure that we really take the time to trust our, ourselves, meditate on, you know, what we really want. What do we really want out of this? You know, we know this thing is here. We know what the the right decision to make. We we're, we more than likely are just denying it to ourselves with a bunch of you know excuses or whatever justifications, all that kind of stuff. Um, but another thing about this card that it says is look to your past lessons. You know, I, we say I I say that all the time when I'm doing these cards. It's like you know we sometimes we learn these lessons. You know, something may be coming, but we can avoid it or navigate a, an obstacle better because we have done it in the past or we've done something similar in the past that we've gotten past, we've gotten through um, or, or been, we're able to navigate navigate around. And this is telling you like, hey, dude, remember that? Remember when you did that? Or remember what you had to do in this situation before in your life? Remember this? What did you learn? Oh, remember? Okay, well, why don't you apply that? Think about it. You know, that's kind of what I get out of this. And, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm t- making it sound like the judgment cards are aggressive, like, hey, think about it. But this is like, again, guys, when I'm doing these, um, I, I'm trying to make this a, a general generalized reading that, that we can all kind of get something out of. But a lot of it's just, you know, um, when I say you, I mean me, um, I'm the royal you. Uh, a lot of this, you know, comes through the lens of myself personally. So uh, but I think we can all re- I'm trying to put it in a way we can all relate to. Um so, yeah, th- this is something is uh, 
needs to be done. This decision needs to be made. It's going to be a big one. We need to. That's why it's very important that we pay attention to our, you know, connecting to our higher level of consciousness, our high, to, to our higher goal. Make sure that we're staying in line on our path because something's probably trying to pull us off and we're at like we're at a, a big stage uh, of a crossroad or a huge hill that we're about to decide which, you know, fork in the road we take. And it's going to be a huge, huger than we maybe think about all the time. So we need to trust ourselves, kind of trust our gut in this instance, but also in a compare it to our lessons that we've already learned. Have we been through this already? You know, didn't we do this? Can't, can't we, is there something we can do to prevent what, what we see coming down the road or we already know what to do, you know? So <clears throat> the last card we get, <laughs> this is, this, all these three cards just go great together. Um, the hangman, the hanged man, I'm sorry, reversed. So, um, the hanged man reversed. This is saying, um, that we very much need to take a pause at the moment. We need to take a break. Um, yeah, we're we're most likely uh, filling our our days with tasks. Uh, by that I mean like we're we're staying busy all day long, top to bottom. Day, you know, get up. We got a whole thing. I got to do this. Got to do this. We're staying busy, 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 um, <clears throat> and that's sometimes a sign of being, you know. Of course, you're disciplined, you're, you're hardworking, but but what we need to also consider is are we distracting ourselves from what we need to, what the issue at hand is, so something that may be bothering us, uh, what we need to, to confront, such as what we just talked about with you know the judgment card, this huge decision that we have to make. Are we busying, are we making ourselves extra busy so we don't have to make it, so we don't have to face it, so that we hope it makes itself? Um, that kind of thing, like it, that, it's not going to, unfortunately, it's not going to be that easy um, or it, it's not going to work that way. This is all, you know, we need to slow down. This is like <clears throat> um, a sign to step step back for a moment, to stop going so fast. And if you don't keep up before you crash, yeah, you're going to crash. Like it's saying like you can't keep this up. You are you're going to crash so you you better stop now or like the universe will step in and like you know take care of it for you in that put you down in some way not put you down like you stupid but like you know you could have exhaust you know make yourself sick you know hurt injure yourself you know be exa too exhausted all these kind of things like that could um you know that could keep that that the universe could come in and like a heavy hand and just like psh, Get the, hey, take a break, motherfucker. So we need to put some stuff on hold. Um, we need to take a, take a step back. We need to, you know, try to take time away from our, all of the things that we are working on and trying to do, uh, everything that we're using to propel ourselves forth on our path or forward, to so just get to take some time to get a different perspective, to look at this differently, Uh really again like are we distracting ourselves is this is this what <clears throat> is that you john wayne is this me you know am i doing this to myself and that all comes comes back again to like the high priestess with our intuition you probably we probably already know so let's just fucking cut the bullshit let's connect with our get reconnect with that intuition trust it right now this is whatever this situation is um you know our this big decision that's gonna you know going to come from the, the like the judgment card is saying we need to trust our gut and we're going to need to have our intuition flowing um unobstructed to make this decision so take some time <clears throat> we need to take some time uh to meditate however that looks to you and and really really focus on these things for ourselves before uh you know the situation becomes worse or uh you know a desperate situation or you know you end up uh just burning out or, or crashing physically and mentally so there we go that's our reading for this week i got a lot out of that i, I really did um you know i got 
a lot of a lot of stuff on the old duder's mind here. Very busy, got a lot of things going on. So that was that. Uh, I got a lot out of that, and I hope you did as well. I know a lot of you guys out there know I'm drawing a tarot deck. Uh, been this has been the ongoing uh, saga for several several months. Not a saga. It just takes a long time because I really. Um, I can't work on it all the time because I've got a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Plus, I want them to be cool, so I don't want to rush, you know, rush it or anything. But I'm 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 almost to the end, guys. Like I said, so uh, check that out if you're into tarot. You know, I'll be definitely promoting the shit out of it when it comes out. So stay tuned for more of that. Now, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast, which comes out on my Patreon every week, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead, um, in which I talk to other artists that I meet. And if you, um, have been listening to the show for a little bit, you'll know this, or you may not. I take, uh, a part of that conversation for the, sh- the episode that's coming up this week. And I drop it right in here for you guys to listen to and check out who I have, uh, on the show, get to know my guest a little bit. And hopefully you'll want to listen to the whole episode. Jump on over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and join one of the tiers, including the dollar beer club. And, uh, you get access to that episode and, um, all the other back episodes. I think that's like 88 or 89, something like that. Uh, lots of good stuff on there and I, I certainly appreciate it, but at the very least, uh, I hope you, uh, you know, check out my guest. Um, hope they, if they are interesting to you, which they certainly will be because I only have the best of the best on my show. Uh, and that, uh, this week is no exception, uh, on, on the show this week, I actually t- talked to another author, uh, Christopher Rufty, who, uh, I, have read a, a book of his called Pillow Face. Uh, I didn't even know him back when I read this. And then we met and in Charlotte recently face to face. And it was very cool. IRL in real life. And, uh, you know, we got on the horn here and did, did a show and it was very cool talking to him. This is one of those ones where it's like, oh, you're a musician as well. OK, well, let's talk about music for a long time. So uh, those, those guys, have, those of you know, we listen to the podcast when I get a music person on there, we usually end up talking gear and, you know, pedals and all that kind of crazy stuff. And so I did a lot of that with, with, uh, Rufty here, but we also talked about his writing and what, what's upcoming with him. So, um, we're going to play a little bit of it here. So please check it out. Here is myself and Christopher Rufty. You want to be one of the Roy's boys. And I think yeah. that, uh, I think we can make that happen. You know, I, I don't think there's a problem. You're in, you know, no, you, you pledge your allegiance to Roy, uh, I just am going to need that blood and that semen sample sent to me uh, that we talked about earlier. Well, uh, so funny thing is I've been sending that your way for about a month now. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I keep, you know what they spoil before they get to me, you need to pack them in more ice or less. So or, figure, that, yeah. figure it out. But, yeah. <laughs> but it was awesome to meet you uh, in real life and, uh, and, and, you know, get, get a, we did a book swap, like, you know, cool dudes yep. and, um, and what a time that was. Uh, but so, so smash cut to you, you're born, you're writing. No. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk about the book that I discovered you through was, was pillow face. And basically like what, so well, like what the premise reads when you get into it is this, this young kid is into horror movies. He's obsessed with special effects and all, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And, he ends up uh, coming across an actual slasher type of person uh, in their neighborhood, killing mm-hmm. people. It's like he befriends the slasher and wants to kind of almost protect him or help him. Um, yeah. And that's about like what it said. So I was like, "Whoa, okay, I got to read this." So is that that is that about right? Like, how did like talk talk to me about this book, man? Because it's very cool. Well, thanks, man. Um, yeah, that that's. I guess the idea for that book's been around since I was um, 12, probably actually younger than that, honestly. But, you know, in my daydreams, it was always like, you know, Jason Voorhees or Roy in, in my case, a lot of times, because I, I, I grew up out in the sticks, so my, I'd have to mow this field. So I'm on this like riding tractor, you know, like a little kid on this giant riding tractor plowing, you know, f- weeds down and everything. I used to visualize like this wounded you know, slasher movie killer coming out of the woods and me finding him and helping him get back to health and all that good stuff. And then we become Damn, friends. dude, that's hardcore. <laughs> so then, I, you know, as I started getting older and that idea always stayed with me, I was like, well, what if, 
you know, what if something like that was to happen, but the kid was kind of like mentally, you know, maybe, you know, a little mentally off because of tons of trauma that's happened to him. And um, so he can't really decipher right from wrong himself, you know, so it's almost mm-hmm. like friends and everything that pillow face um, represents, you know, is like the, the bad dark side that's almost pulling him in. And Joel, the kid, you know, is just he he's loving every second of it until, you know, it gets too real. And then then he has to kind of make that decision of like what's what's too far. But, you know, as you have as you read in the book, Joel doesn't have a really good um, perception of what's too far. <laughs> right. Right. And this, uh, you know, another thing like um, about this book and the, the premise is, you know, this is a slasher. like quick take is like oh this is a book about a slasher you're like oh boy another one but it's like such an interesting way to look to to do a slasher story it's kind of like zombies now or or how zombies have been for a while it's Mm -hmm. like you write a zombie book now like it better like i don't know suck my dick when i open it so it's got to have something (laughs) in it that's just going to like set it apart because it's just everything's been done on that and then coming off of uh, me like uh with uh vital social issues and stuff the summer of slashers we did we just watched a fuck ton of you know obscure more obscure slashers than than the ones out there than your jasons and and stuff like that so coming off of that seeing a bunch of tropes and a bunch of ways that you know make rules that make a slasher movie a slasher and our slasher story this is very cool because it is disarming in the way that you're like oh okay this is not just about a slat this is not about the you know fighting a slasher in that kind of classic sense you're you're getting a real different look um and yeah it is like uh, you can see it's like two sides of, of a coin almost uh mm-hmm. fighting with each other personality wise very cool yeah and um you're you're talking about the more obscure slashers those are like the ones that i think i flocked to even more like more so than a lot of the more popular well-known slashers. Yeah. And uh, some of them are, are, are really cool. And some of them have a lot of interesting, like, or or they'll have something interesting about it, but some, I mean, otherwise there's a lot of really shitty fucking slashers out there. Uh, (laughs) Movies that is like movies wise, uh, where you're just like, Oh, I see. You kind of see how like they jumped on this, Everyone was trying to capitalize on what was popular and, and just like, hurry, quick, quick, mm-hmm. do it, do it, push it in, shove it in. You know, don't hold them in, make them come <laughs> inside, don't do it. Like, it was all like that. You know, you see and where <laughs> where that worked and where it didn't. Um, and sometimes it happened to just work by accident. But um, I do want to point out now, I'm watching, we're looking at each other in the Zoom here. We could, not the Zoom. We, uh, we, are, we had a problem with the Zoom. We won't even, we're Skype men, we're Skype men. Um, yeah. but it looks Sky- like you are um in in like a, a closet perhaps or a holding cell i want you to blink twice if you need me to call the police <laughs> uh, <laughs> behind you i just see shelves is this a closet that your family makes yeah. you sit in with your stuff or, or are, are you yeah. okay <laughs> this, is, this is like the quietest room of the house i have three kids so it's like um this is sort of if you can oh yeah my, yeah my it's, shel- it's funny yeah shelves it's like your books like your your toys and comics it's like this is where i get to stay and which i feel you um but yeah that looks cool the angle it's just like uh (laughs) this could be mistaken for some uh, a hostage video so if you need help tell me (laughs) especially with that you know i see only like i see half of your face i see like a (laughs) fucking hulk back there a book i'm I'm, like looking for clues in the background Uh, hold up today's paper so i know (laughs) This is what I call the nerd cave. So it's you know all my all my stuff. I still haven't unpacked for Mad Monster Party. So I have those boxes there. I have other nice. guitars over here. And okay, uh, so tell me about that because you okay, that's something I wanted to talk about because you mentioned like oh this is my bass player, uh, right? Drummer, 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 and I was like yeah. drummer. Uh, unless unless I misheard you and, and you were saying like this is my drumming as this is like my Mr. Drummond as in like he adopted <laughs> you you were a young black child and yeah. ra- raised you to the person you are uh, <laughs> I was like oh, I that can't be right he had to have said drummer so <laughs> so you play music as well you play in a band I like that I totally I know I feel like I should know this I have no knowledge tell please tell oh, me yeah I've, I've um. Yeah, Steve was who I introduced you to, and yeah, we've been friends since like '97. 
and i've uh, been playing music together and tons of bands through the years together um and but they've all been you know metal we're more metal heads and um um now you know that we're we're older it's like we're we're not really in bands anymore but we still write music together and um mm-hmm. record it together and and all that so yeah it's still something we do quite often he's he's like my horror movie best friend guy you know he's in all yeah. the same horror stuff i'm into and all the sleazy horror that I'm into. And <laughs> so. Very cool. So, so you two, uh, is it just you two that uh, write and record music together right now? Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you go back and like play bass and stuff on everything too? Or do you just, just yeah. the two guys straight up? Yeah. Yeah. We, we kind of construct the entire songs together and he got a, um, an electronic drum kit. Oh, and, like a, like a Roland V, v kit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's a really nice one. And, you know, so he can actually um, I can record my stuff and send the files over and then he mm-hmm. can play them through his drum kit and record it himself and send it back. And then I'll mix mm-hmm. it. And yeah. um, man, you know, that's that's completely different than the way we would meet up in a practice house, you know, on his parents land and all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, my drummer. Like, I, our band is a two piece band. Uh, it's just myself and a drummer and John Wayne is dead, but I play through three different amps that are open. I'm got all this crazy shit going on to, cause I'm a weirdo, but it, it, we like practice through the whole pandemic over, uh, this like beta app called, uh, jam Kazam. Wait, was it called that? Oh, it's called something stupid. But anyway, it took the latency out of practicing, like out of, uh, you know, when you're playing music, you had to hard be hardwired in. But it was a badass program. But he had that Roland V set, and yeah. so that that was like, it, it's per, it's like a perfect drum sound every time. And you know, you don't have to worry about mic in a kit. It always sounds good. And for us, just to be a two piece, you know, I would have my mic set set in front of me and my acoustic guitar and just sing and play, and we could do it uh, awesomely. And then recording with those, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially across the internet. Give me a break, dude. You could do your whole album, like forget demo, like you could cut the whole thing if you want, you know, it's, uh, remember, it's that, it's that cool. I remember back in the day, you know, having to spend like $800 to go record four songs for a demo, you know, and oh, now God, it's yeah. like $150 for software and some little bit of equipment and man, you, you've got all the means right there. Oh yeah, dude. It's so, uh, so much more accessible now. I, like I've talked about it on the other podcasts and stuff that I've done, but I, I've, had the uh i've been lucky enough i guess i guess to to have recorded in every kind of studio you could think of from like the bottom basement to to track like fucking bullshit to like a professional fucking beyonce records at the studio type of thing like you know just like i've been i've run the gamut of studios and seen all of that and that's kind of how i got like into sound engineering that's why i like to do sound stuff and podcasts and record music and stuff like that but yeah, seeing like all of that and knowing how much money you would just have to save up to be like, oh man, we're going to put out a record with your, you know, your band. You're like, we're going to play all these shows. We got to save all our money and we'll put our tips in every week for this. And then, yeah, it is. It's like at a huge expense just to record it. And then, oh, here's a few hundred more dollars to put it on CDs, you know, like, and you're putting out, it's just, just like, it's like a never ending money pit. But yeah, it's become so much different and quickly mm-hmm. you know yes. it wasn't like yeah. a you know long thing it's like boom you're making fucking hit records in your fucking bedroom but yeah but uh so I see, the craziest place i recorded in was a pawn shop and oh, the guy fuck yeah. old reel to reel like recording nice. setup in the back all old analog and everything mm-hmm. and I don't think he kind of knew what was coming in there because this was back in the, my grunge days when I played in grunge bands and stuff. Nice. And uh, so I was like, uh, maybe 17, 18 years old. And this is old, older, 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 older guy. So we go in there and, you know, we set up and he's mic'd everything and we start playing. And then he leaves the room and he comes back. You done? And he was like, I couldn't handle that. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. Um yeah, we actually the the album um, the the John Lennon is Dead twelve inch record that I had there at the show and and our and one of the seven inch records we recorded at a place in uh, Fort Worth 
called Cool Devices Studios. It was all analog. So that was both of those were like, recorded on two inch tape on an analog board. Nice. Um, with us like recorded live. We in our it, we were in the same room together, but they isolated all the amps. It's, it was fun. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, that that's very cool. Did y'all so did y'all get like a cool ass sound out of that? Yeah, or did, really. or did or did he like take it off the reels and be like devil to the devil with you and like break them in front of you and fucking kick you out of his pawn shop and shit. All right, there you go. A little bit of me and uh, author Christopher Rufty and shredding guitar player. Check him out, um, his books and his music. And uh, if you want to hear the rest of that episode, please go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and join one of the tiers. And you may hear that and all of the back episodes and all the other cool stuff that I put on there is very much appreciated. So uh, check that out, please. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Now, I think that moves us right along to our story portion of the week. Um, and as I already said, this is going to be an old recap episode. I just got back from Monster Mania in uh, Baltimore, Oregon. Oregon? No, Maryland, wherever the fuck it is. Um, what a time. And uh, I'm going to tell you all about it right right here. It is. Uh, this is my recap of Monster Mania, Maryland, 2021. So, as I was saying earlier, this week, I, uh, this past weekend, attended Monster Mania in uh, Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland, the Baltimore area, I guess. Um, and it was pretty damn cool, I have to say. Um, I uh, shared a table there with fellow author uh, and awesome dude, Wesley Southard. Wesley Southard, uh, two-time Splatterpunk Award-winning author. I'm sorry he makes me say that. Uh, but I uh, love you, Wes. But we uh, tabled together there, and this was my first... I don't know. My, we did the Monster Mania Outdoor event in May, I believe, up in Pennsylvania. Uh, I talked about that. Um, when that when that happened, if you want to go back uh, and listen to that episode, you can hear all about it. It was an outdoor event. It was out like um, on these uh, this blacktop parking lot. It was pretty cool, um, but it had its ups and downs as far as like things blowing over and stuff. But this was like their full blown, you know, regular inside con. And I've always heard good things about Monster Mania, and uh, they all turned out to be true because it was very cool, um, at least for me and um, everyone that I know. But uh, no, I don't know. But uh, so first of all, before I did that, um, this drive, eh, it's about 23 hours, I guess, from uh, from Ma- Wayne Manor here, H-Town, uh, Dirty Third, Third Coast, shouts out. And uh, I, I, unfortunately, Nick P could not go with me on this journey. Uh, I had some, you know, uh, Nick P things to do. He had a lot of voodoo passwords to change, stuff like that. Uh, so and uh, so he'll be joining me for uh, Vegas here coming up uh, in two weeks. But he wasn't with me, and I and I really um, <clears throat> did not want to do that dr- drive all by myself in one shot uh, this time. So I ended up uh, decided to break it up. And also, uh, you know, sp- what better way to do it than to stop off in Atlanta and visit? The vicious Jane, that's right, old Janie, you know her. She's on here all the time. Uh, we know her, we love her. Vicious Jane um, stopped up there. She and her roommates were gracious enough to open their house to this weary, dirty traveler once again. Uh, but I was by myself, so no Nick. But yeah, so I drove, I left on Tuesday this uh, this time so that I could, you know, stop off there and have a, a day or whatever to chill. And uh, I drove. I left like in the middle of the morning or something. Not in the morning. I think it was like twelve thirty, one o'clock, maybe or two. No, I left at two. That's right. At like two p.m. And that put me in Atlanta. Um, I don't know, like almost four, like three, three, three thirty or something like that. Uh, so yeah, then I kind of like barging in in the middle of the night, like, oh, hey, wake up, everyone. I'm I'm home. Uh, but no, I uh, got in. The drive was fine up there. Uh, I I. I do like to drive at night so much better. That that's the only thing. Like leaving during the day kind of sucks. You know, even if you leave early ass in the morning to go somewhere, it to me it starts sucking once like it's the you know the sun rises and you get past that whole dawn and all that and it just like driving during the day. I don't know. Something about that is just not I don't like it. But you have to do it sometimes. So, 
I got there, um, and then, uh, you know, I got it was cool. I woke up like everybody's at work. I have like just the whole house to myself, me and the dog. Smokey shouts out Smokey, and uh, old man Thor and, and Gizmo, me and the dogs just chilling. And uh, it was this was funny. I'm <clears throat> so I'm sitting there and I'm I'm working on this story. I'm by myself, you know. I'm like all in, engaged in what I'm doing, and uh, I'm sitting there, you know, typing away. Just like I just smoked a bowl. I feel good. I got my coffee. I'm ready. I'm in the zone. And then somebody knocks on the door. I'm like well, I don't live here, so I assume it's like a package or something. Then they they knock again, and I'm like, what the fuck? The dogs are going nuts. So I kind of sneak out in the living room to try to see, and I can see like this car, this like black car in the driveway, but I can't see anyone out the window. And I'm like, wow, who is this? And I like look, and then all of a sudden, like one guy walks, you know, down, and the other guy gets out of the car, and they're cops. I was like, oh shit, cops are here? What the fuck? Um, so I was like, holy shit! And I like, texted Jane, the cops are here. What's going on? And they, you know, they knocked and they ended up leaving. It turned out it was nothing like bad. It wasn't for you know them or anything. It was for some something else. I, I'm not quite sure, but it had nothing to do with anybody uh, there. But I, my anxiety went through the roof for some reason. I, I was like, holy shit! I could not relax. So of course I had to get really high and drink some beers and play guitar for the rest of the day. So I mean, like four hours or something. I was playing guitar until everyone got home. And uh, that was actually a lot of fun. I went live on my Instagram. If anybody was uh, out there watching or, or listening, uh, thank you. And you, and it's up there still on my whatever that Instagram television part of your Instagram is or uh, reels. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Anyway, it's up there still to listen to. So that's what I ended up doing. And uh, then, you know, uh, chilled out, just uh, had a, a wonderful night. They had company. I got to see uh, Chrissy of Gang uh, Gang. gang. Um, shouts out. And uh, it was great. A great time was had by all. Always have a great time visiting Jane. But uh, one thing, you know, <clears throat> with you know, Nick P was not with us, and uh, unfortunately, you know, of course he was very much a mist. And uh, as I've said before, sometimes when I'm driving without Nick, I'll just like imagine like it's like a force ghost of him in the passenger seat. You know, that I'm just talking to, and I'm I'm like just talking out loud to him, and I'm just he's like I reckon, you know, just that just. That helps me, uh, believe it or not. But sometimes you'd be surprised. You travel with Nick enough, you get to know Nick. Sometimes you know you're like channel the the power of Nick P or, or you, you, the spirit of him in some way. And I, I believe Jane did uh, during this one. We were having a conversation, and it was centered around the 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 uh, you know scenario of a, of a, of a young lady or a woman who has who gets extremely uh, moist in the, her area. Uh, and and how sloppy and crazy it could get, like just spraying out everywhere. And uh, I was, we were talking about how uh, you should <laughs> get a. We were talking about getting asshole tattoos or like slippery when wet. But then uh, um, Jane said, "Oh, splash zone." So getting like splash zone tattooed above your asshole. And I was like, uh, "Yeah." And then uh, she said, "And then you could get some ponchos." And I was like ponchos for your asshole and she just <laughs> for your asshole oh i was like it was fucking she said for your asshole and ponchos but she was talking about the tattoo i said ponchos i i i'm fucking it up but we were laughing our asses off because it was exactly something nick would say for it's for your asshole and uh we were laughing um and we still i so long story short i got i got splash zone tattooed above my asshole so no no i'm just joking but look possible for uh look you know, possible business idea, we might be having some special edition ponchos coming at you from Magnet Business uh, in Slut Cemetery. But that was a good time. And uh, so Nick was not there, but we did, uh, of course, bring the spirit of uh, his asshole or somebody's to to it at least. So got up the next morning <clears throat> and I hit the road. It was about 10 more hours. Um, no, maybe like 11 more hours, I guess, for me to get to Maryland from Atlanta. Not a bad drive. Um, I was I was feeling good. And I got there. Um, this was on Thursday. Yeah, I got there Thursday night and I checked into my, my motel. I had a red roof in where I like to stay sometimes and, uh, checked it, man. I had a a primo parking spot, like right in front of the door to my room. I was very happy about that. So I brought all my shit in and, and, and was chilling and I, um, you know, got some shit to eat. Old West uh, West Southern came and met me there at the room to bring and drop off all his books and shit. So we chatted for a little bit. I watched the Texans lose Thursday night football, 
and uh, that was it. I you know had a couple brew dogs, of course, but but mellow mellow night. I didn't you know do anything crazy. I was already pretty tired, so uh, set up. You could you could load in the next day at eleven a.m. and I'm so I'm not at the host hotel, but the host hotel is like right down the street from me. I think it's like a seven minute drive, maybe six minutes sometimes. Uh, so I get up, you know, I'm, I, I get up early like I do, you know, I get shower going, I go find a coffee spot, I grab some coffee, come back to the room, getting my shit together, doing a little bit of writing, a little bit of playing. Uh, I go over there early, get in line. I immediately, I run into uh, Kira and Ashley of Hansia Co, my girls. What's up, girl? Um, love them. And uh, also get in line to load in. And of course, I'm getting updates. Shouts out to my man, Jay Gardner. What's up, dude? Taking all your sexy pictures of me. Uh, he was giving me the lowdown info from the inside. Like, I think they're going to let us load in early. Maybe not. I don't know. But then uh, they didn't. I don't, it doesn't matter. I was down there. We we had a good time waiting in line and cutting up. And um, <clears throat> got I, of course, does not take me very long to set up uh, my stuff. As uh, you know, my my setup looks cool. It looks comp. It looks like a lot of shits going on, and there is. But I have it very much down to a science, and it doesn't take me long to set it up. And I, I'm telling you, this comes from playing in bands. This is another thing that you get from playing in bands for 20 plus years, having to set up your equipment super fucking fast because you have. They give you barely any time between tear down and setup, or, or having to tear it down super fast, and you have to like know how to. You know, everyone has their own like specific way of tearing down their shit. Uh, you, and everyone knows who's going to help who with what. You, you just kind of get it down um, to it you, because you have to. It's the same way with the te- like Tetrising uh, a van or um, you know the element when we drove that everywhere. Just being able to Tetris all your gear together to fit. You know, we could put so much shit into one vehicle because we did it all the time. And that was like this. Like I, so I get in there, man. I just set up quick. I'm like done. And the floor opens at four. So I'm like, all right, I'll see you cats later and go back to my room. And I was, I was, uh, what was, I? I was working on some stuff at first. I was listening to music, but then I, I was like, I'm going to play some songs. So I, I was playing my guitar, kind of getting warmed up and just, you know, getting ready for the night uh, to go out there and, and do the thing. Ended up writing a, a little country song uh, that I, I liked quite a bit. Um, it was pretty cool. Sometimes you got to drink some beers and, and and write a country song in your hotel room uh, in Baltimore, Maryland, and that's what I did. And I so that's how I started. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's nice. It's cool. Always cool to sit down and bang out a song, uh, even when you're not necessarily even expecting it, which is how it happens most of the time, ladies and gentlemen." Friday, I go over there. Uh, I meet Wes. He cut. He gets there, and we are off and running pretty quickly on Friday. It got really, really busy very fast. Uh, I have to say, yeah, we got, it was, like I said, busy right away. A lot of people coming in, uh, a lot of traffic, talking to people right away, just kind of like, bam, 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 getting stuff going. We're feeling the juice early, you know, like just juicing and vibing and vibing and juicing uh, between each other. And um, it was a great first night, you know, uh, I think we both did really well or or well for a Friday night, how it goes, you know, Um, and uh, you you know, we we took off. Now, I went back to the Red Roof. I didn't feel like going. I didn't go back to the main hotel to party. Uh, I just like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to stay here. You know, I take a shower, you know, hang out by myself in the room and kind of make sure that, you know, tomorrow's going to be a big day. But um, I didn't feel like going back over there to do anything anyway. But I, uh, so that was it. It was a great fucking first night. And I got up the next morning, Saturday, boom. I'm walking down the street like John Travolta on Saturday Night Fever. Just got a paint paint can in my hand, and I'm like, you know, winking at the ladies, putting fucking shirts on layaway and shit. It was, uh, I felt good, you know, is what I'm saying. And uh, got we get out there, and now here's the unfortunate thing about Wes uh Wes's situation that day unfortunately had to work he had to work his evil job that sucks we know sorry Wes uh so he wasn't going to be able to be there for the first half of the day um most of the day I guess so I was there man in the booth um rocking and rolling doing my best I I you know it, it again Saturday a lot of people like it got it got to where like like kind of like uh 
pre-pandemic days, if you will, where it was so like packed, like there's kind of like uh, waves of people coming through that, you know, they're kind of pushing each other through along the way. Now, because I mean, one of the, I mean, Robert England was at this show and that's Freddy Krueger, which I'm sure I don't have to tell anybody that, but he's a humongous draw. Like people were waiting in line for hours and I didn't even realize it. I didn't see his line until Sunday only because I I'm at my table the whole time, but it was going out, like it went outside the front of the hotel and like wrapped down around in the parking lot. It was nuts, dude. So he was a huge draw. So a lot of people were there to see Robert England and, um, then they were just there. Like it was pretty, pretty intense. I got to, uh, shouts out to, um, some other people I got to meet in real life, Mr. Uh, Don Philbrick, another, uh, um, awesome dude, author that we got to talk to, uh, meet in real life if you will he was a nice guy cut up with him a little bit uh shouts out to uh my man nate serrano uh nasty nate of mr fang and the dark tones he and i had a uh we met before at another convention and uh he plays the drummer for that band mr fang and the dark tones so uh this time i got to meet his his uh his his dad and him and uh they talked about like all these shows that you know are going on and booking we had a really good time Talking about music, you know, I just get caught up talking about music and venues and stuff like that with with people. That's you know, I just like to talk about it. So we had a great time um, there, and I just was like, it, it felt I don't know, it felt it was busy. It it only kind of dragged one at one point during the day for me, like maybe a, a little after the you know from twelve to one kind of felt a lag. Uh, but then, like the time was just like blowing by, and um, and Wes got there at, at around four, and I, I took a nice break, went out, had a couple beers. My my, uh, that's when my buddy Nate, nasty Nate, and I smoked a big big bowl of Grand Pappy's medicine, and had a great uh, relaxing time. Went back in, and you know, uh, the rest of the night went you know pretty smooth. I mean, you know, steady, you know, and it's uh, wasn't wasn't didn't just like die or anything. It stayed pretty, pretty steady to the very end of the night. Um, both of these first two nights, uh, for sure. So, uh, successful Saturday. I have to say I was very, I was happy leaving out of there, uh, for that day. And that now it's for Saturday. I'm like, okay, I'm going to come back. What's going on? Cause it ended at seven, uh, or eight. It was eight, I guess. No, it was seven. Fuck. I don't remember. But anyway, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go back to my room, take a shower. And then I'm going to come back to the main hotel and hang out with everybody. You know, I talked to Kira and Ashley, talked to, you know, say, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. I'll meet you guys. So here we go. So I go back to the hotel. I get ready, grab some beers and stuff. And I go back over to the main hotel and I walk up and I start chatting with some people. I meet outside, you know, I'm like, and I finally, I go inside and, uh, I, uh, Run! I run into Kieran Ashley. I start ch- chatting with some other people, uh, um, some awesome people from Vinegar Syndrome and and uh, Paul Bear Press and all all, all the stuff. We we're chatting, and uh, the people that were next to me. Some I mean, all these people that uh, just all vendors and artists and stuff were down there just like cutting up. Now, this is a pretty nice hotel. Um, it was like a Delta Marriott or something like that. I don't know. I didn't stay there, like I said, but the downstairs and the, and the lobby and everything's pretty nice, you know, pretty nice little setup there. Pretty nice little setup you got there. <laughs> so I, um, I'm sitting there talking, I get up to go take a piss and I run into like, you know, this group of people like Kira and Ashley, some other people are there and they're like, John Wayne, go sit by these, those, that couple down there. And I was like, what couple? What are you talking about? And they point over at the front, like the entrance to the lobby. So it's these big glass double doors. And there's another like a little, I don't know, vestibule or whatever, you know, and then more glass doors. But the glass doors inside, within the glass doors inside the lobby, there's like these kind of bench seats on both sides against the wall. And on, as we're, where we are facing the door, facing the, you know, looking out to the left, on the left side, there's this couple on the benches making out like the ship is going down like they are just go it's not even i mean they are fucking like they had to breathe each other's oxygen to stay alive from each other's lungs they they were just really really going at it and and the thing about this that made it odd more so was that okay well these are these weren't like kids these were like grown adult people like adults 
in like adult clothes. I mean, shit, I mean, like, we're just like, that's odd. You know, you don't really see that. You don't really see that a lot. And, and, and secondly, um, oh, fuck, I lost it. Oh, they're, they're, they're making out like crazy. And, um, oh, oh, the other thing is it's early still. It's not like, like late at night. You know, if it was like 2.30 or something, 3 a.m., you come in the lobby, two, two folks are like making out like crazy. That's not odd. That's almost expected. But you wouldn't turn like, it wouldn't draw so much attention if it weren't like, I don't know, 9.30 at night and these people are like licking, licking the fucking insides of each other's throats. So, <clears throat> so they've already been doing stuff, I guess, where they've been sending someone to go sit down next to them. So they said, go sit down. So I was like, okay. So I just go like, and now it, there's all this open space, all this open seating on like the whole other side across the wall. Nobody's sitting there. There's no one sitting on like the uh, far side of them or whatever. And uh, I just walk over and just sit down right next to them and just take out my phone and start looking at my phone while they're just making out. And I'm like, oh, man, just like looking at my like I'm like I'm reacting to things like, oh, come on. I don't believe it. And like, you know, Kira kind of surreptitiously snaps a picture of me. And that was fun. Then I was like, just get up and walk away. And then they, we send this other guy comes in and he sits down next to them. Same thing, right where I was. And he's looking at his phone. But then he turns and starts talking to them. Like, oh, God, get look at this. You see this? Well, I like interrupts the makeout session. And he's talking to them. And they everyone's like dying laughing. And then I, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I walk back over. I'm like, hey, man, you, do you have those pics? Are you showing them? And like, yeah, man, you got the, oh, I got the pic. Okay, so he sit down. So then like he scoots over closer to the couple, the, the makeout couple, and I sit down right there. So there's all this open seating. We could be sitting elsewhere and we're right next to them. And we, we're talking and chatting like a way. They, they finally get up and, and leave and walk out, leave us there. And we're laughing our asses off. It was very, very funny. We like to, th- I hope those crazy kids made it. You know, I really hope so. I think they had, they had something there. So that was cool. Then I end up just like, man, I'm going to go smoke a bowl. And I run out, I run into my man, Nasty Nate in the parking lot, uh, you know, where, where we like to hang out. And we, and he was staying at the red roof inn so we just smoked a bowl on the way back to the red roof and just end up sitting in the room playing songs and drinking billy beers or i don't know what these beers were but they were they were cool uh i forget where they were from i don't know if they were baltimore beer or something ah well it doesn't matter but that was cool man we just stayed up had the the door kind of propped open a little bit like smoking weed and fucking drinking beers and playing songs like i had my guitar and stuff and then I, until i broke a string and then i was like ah fuck it i'll just change these later and uh we went down a good saturday night not a bat not crazy not too crazy you know but what a, it was a good time and then sunday 10 o'clock had to be there 10 to 4 and i get up at, now like i said it wasn't too crazy but i definitely was up to like 3 30 in the morning so, or something like that. I just didn't like go to sleep. Even after like Nate left, we called it a night. I still was up doing stuff, piddle puddling around and fucking changing my guitar strings. And like, let me listen while I got this podcast on. And I want to keep listening to it. And then, I, you know, I just, by the, before I knew it, it was like 3.30 in the morning and I'm still up. So when I get up to go to, you know, Sunday, I got to pack up all my shit, throw it in the car, whatever. We get in there and it's, it's, it's a Sunday. It starts a little slow. Then it eventually gets, you know, it gets busier we get a pretty pretty good decent pop of people not not the worst sunday not the best sunday either in terms of sales but um it's 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 going it's good you know having a good time Wes and I are cutting up a little bit always having a, having a good time enjoying each other's company i think and you know and then people start packing up and that's it we start packing it up and throw it in the old war wagon and head on down the road now like i said again I'm driving by myself and now I'm like, <clears throat> I think I can do it, but I'm like pretty exhausted because I was going to just try to drive straight through because I've done it before, but people don't freak out. Like I've done 26 hours by myself, but I, w- I think that everything was just like what really just wait, like uh, added up. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. And I got, I was going pretty good for a little while. I stopped and got something to eat before I before I got out of town. And I was like, all right, that, that, that'll get me going. But I'm driving for a couple of hours and I hit like a, a traffic jam, like on those two lane, you know, the freeways where they like somebody fucks up and then the whole thing's backed up. And it wasn't a big backup. 
like on, on my GPS, it tells you like five minute, you know, backup, you know, here. And it keeps counting down to when you're going to get to the front of the traffic or whatever, which I think is pretty fucking cool. And so it was only that five minute thing. But, you know, I stopped. So I'm sitting there and I just my eyes start getting heavy. You know, I'm just like, oh, fuck, I'm tired. I'm going to drive till this gas tank is till I get to the bottom of this gas tank. And then I'll see how I am. And I might stop. Might have to stop for the night. But uh, long story short, is like I got to where I had like maybe 50 miles left on the gas tank, and I, I pulled off. I was like, I got to stop. I, I drove over about five and a half hours. I was like, man, there's no – because I was like – I kept telling myself, like, I, you can go longer. I know I can go longer, but I knew that I wasn't going to be able to go the whole way. So let me just stop now before it becomes super late, and I can actually get some rest. So I pulled into a, a, a Hojo, a Howard Johnson. And uh, grabbed a room, very reasonable. Very this room, you know. These I'm telling you, the cheap motels have far more. They're far more amenities than the the luxury places that you go to. And I just don't understand that. Or like the Marriotts and all the the big hotels. This this motel was great, great room. I I get in there and I and I just basically took a shower and and kind of turned in, tried to turn in because I got up pretty early, well at six and and hit the road immediately, and. Uh, but but the thing was is that I still had 17 hours to drive. Um, so I was like, all right, here we go. <sighs> and let me tell you this. I it wasn't uh, it wasn't a matter of me like getting tired on this drive. Like I wasn't like falling asleep or any like my it wasn't anything like that. It was just sheer like. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you ever anybody saw Ren and Stimpy, but that episode was like space madness. You know, that's what I felt like. But it was like car madness. Uh, I was just ready to be home after a while. Just some sometimes when you get to the end of those trips, those last few hours just take for fucking ever. And I was getting so frustrated uh, with almost everything. So uh, I but I but I made it. I made. But check this out. Okay, so I wanted those. I had about four hours left before I was gonna get home, and I I. I Needed to stop and get something to eat. I hadn't eaten much. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna stop here and get something. I'm in Louisiana. I get off at a at a, at a exit that has a bunch of options, like you know, it has all these different food restaurants, all this different shit. And I'm like, all right, I can get something here. You know, I'll find something. And um, I get off the exit, and like uh, the one thing that's very easy for me to get to is a Wendy. I pull into Wendy's. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'll, I can get like a, a chicken sandwich or something here. Or maybe the chicken nuggets. And I'm in this line, this drive through line, for like 11, 12 minutes, and it has not moved. It's like five, six deep in the queue, and it hasn't moved at all. And I'm like, this can't be good. But, I, but I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'm out. And I peel out of there. Not peel out, but I get out of the line, and then there's like a Sonic next door. I'm like, I can get something there. And I, sure. So I whip around into that parking lot, pull around, I get up there, and look. I'm looking at the menu, and there's nothing I want. I'm like, none of this. Actually, looking at this menu is making me physically ill, I think. Uh, I Because I was at the end of my rope with a lot of things. But, like, the chili and all the weird shit hanging. I was like, ugh, this is grossing me out. I don't want anything here. So I pull off out of there. And I go. Um, I, I get on the other side of the road. And there's a Burger King right right at the end of the street. I'm like, all right, let me get in that line. So I get in that drive through line. And it's taking forever. So I start looking at the menu. And I'm looking at, like, what they have. And I'm like, man, Impossible Whopper, 690 calories just for the Whopper? Like, their chicken sandwich, 800 calories? I don't want any of this shit. So I peel off out of there. I'm like, get back on the freeway. And I'm like, man, I'm I, I'm just, you know, there's been 100,000 signs for subways. I'm just going to stop and get a sandwich at a subway at the next one. that The next exit that says there's one, just be done with it. It's a sandwich. I can eat half of it now, you know, maybe half of it when I get closer, whatever. I'm doing that pull off into this fucking gas, you know, because it's in like a rest stop, a gas station, not rest stop, but a truck stop, gas station, whatever, subway. And I walk in and like the guy's like putting the metal like cover over all the vegetables. And he's like, sorry, man, I'm closing up. And I was like, fuck, sorry. So I end up just grabbing like a from like the gas station side, a chicken salad gas station sandwich just to put something in my, my stomach. And uh, that's what she said. And then, but then when I went back, got, got in my car, it was 7.23. I was like, what? Who closes it? What? When do you close? You're closing right now. It's 7.23. He was just putting the thing. Oh, it was like, 
it was like I was walking up and he was just like saw, like flipping the sign to closed or whatever. Like all the shit was still in the um, <clears throat> like the vegetable. All the shit was still in the thing. He was just covering. I was like, all right, whatever. But long story short, I finally did get home at about eleven forty-five in the evening, and boy, I was happy to be back home and back with my boys here at Wayne Manor, my dogs, and uh, getting ready to um, head on out because next week or this week. This Friday, uh, four days, I get three days from now. Uh, I'm gonna be up at Gas Monkey Garage, uh, where the where Cradle of Filth will be playing, and myself and Patrick C. Harrison the Third of Death's Head Press will be up there uh, selling horror books. So uh, should be cool. I'm very excited about that. But yeah, so uh, that was my awesome time at uh, Monster Mania and uh, Monster Mania in 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 Bal- in Maryland cuz they have another one in New Jersey. But another thing, here just just uh let everyone know, I already got my table for next year cuz they let you they let you get your table at the end of the day on Sunday, cash only baby and I'm I'm there. I'm there. Uh, uh, I'm there. <laughs> All right, there you go. Hey, that's my recap. Monster Mania, Maryland 2021. Uh, excellent show. I shall be back, as I said, and uh, can't wait. So thank you guys for joining me for another week, especially if you're new to the show. I appreciate you checking it out very much. The support means a ton and a half to me. Uh, be sure, everyone, go to johnwayneisdead.com for all your John Wayne information, including where all my shows uh, on the show's page, where I'm going to be next Full slate, guys, till the very till I'm till the end of the year. I'm going every weekend. So look look me up. Uh hit me up if I'm gonna be in your city. Let's hang out. Come to the come to the booth. Come to the booth. Let's have some pops. We'll have a beer or two and let's hang out. Also, while you're at johnwinisdead.com, you can go to the shop page and order my books and records and t-shirts and all that kind of good stuff there. And I will, of course, sign them for you and send you all kind of extra goodies because I appreciate it. But as always, my books are available anywhere you get books and on Kindle. And uh, any any support, as I said, is very much, very much appreciated. Um, be sure to go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead. Any tier gets you access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast and all kinds of extra goodies. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at John Wayne is dead. And I will see you in Fortune. <laughs>